0: I do not want my sex life to taste like ranch dressing.
1: What's in your hidden valley? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yang SAO, welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists and your K-Romance guides. So grab some duck bokeh and listen to your new favorite unease Hey, everybody. Hello.
1: Hi there. So in a moment of great dedication... We are with Megan in like her little house in the prairie moment where the fever has broken and we're all cheering that she's going to be with us for, you know, the foreseeable future.
2: It was touch and <laughs> yeah, go there. I, it was touch it was and go. go for a minute. <laughs> was, I started feeling bad last night and then I woke up today and I was like, oh, shit. I'm I'm feeling pretty bad, and then I started to get the chills in the afternoon. And I was and I took my temperature; and it was 102. And I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Okay, so we're gonna cancel
1: because like we'll reschedule because you're sick." No, and you're like, "No, no," and I'm like, "Is this the fever
2: talking? Because like it's okay, it is okay. We do not need to have this workout." I know. No, and you're like, "No, no," because yeah, I well, I miss you guys. Like I said, we didn't record last week um, because it was th- we took off for the Thanksgiving. Uh, week and so i really missed you guys and my fever did break like i swear i'm like (laughs) i'm not speaking in like delirious fever land which i actually did do a podcast with a fever if you recall you did you had covid for like a half an hour which one it was (laughs) and i was i remember i was like why am i so hot and then i got like, we closed down the podcast and I, like, went to the bedroom and took my temperature and I was like, holy shit, I had a fever, no wonder. And I remember I told you guys, I'm like, you gotta edit out, like, half the shit I said. I don't even know what I was saying.
0: And I don't even like, think it was bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it being that bad.
2: I
1: don't remember the podcast. I just remember it was in my daughter's room because I was sitting on her tiny desk with the wind chime above The
0: me wind chime. Listening to you
1: talking.
2: We need to bring the wind chime
1: back.
0: We
2: do. Or get you another one. <laughs> I feel
1: like you both always podcast in the same place, yeah. And I am always in like I have nowhere else to
0: go because I would have cats crawling all over me and meowing, and i I don't want that for the pod. (laughs) Yeah, I just have to shut my door because my kids would be bothering us. In
1: the news of like the fever breaking, I think it broke because we got some really, really good news. Oh yes! While we were all together, while we were all together waiting to start recording, Uh which was really fun that we were all
2: together. It was. And what is that news? So, who wants to hear? Boop, 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 boop? <laughs> well, we have reached one hundred thousand
0: downloads. Yay! For Yay! After the Light. Yay! Thank you. We're giving you all finger hearts right now, even though we you can't see us, but we're definitely thanking you very we are much. are Definitely, we're so
2: excited. Like that, it's that number is something that I. I mean, I I didn't even expect or I wasn't even like a goal because it wasn't really even like on my radar.
0: This podcast started out for us. No, but then we
1: started, then we started to see it on yes. the horizon and we we're like, we got to get there. We got to get there. So for like the last week, it's been like, what, when's it going to happen? That's why it's extra exciting. It happened like as we we're getting ready to record this because we kept like checking
2: being like, win, when? I checked like two hours ago and we were like 13, 13. away. Yeah, she posted it on Slack <laughs> and then we were 13 away. <laughs> Yeah, and but then when we all signed on to start recording, I checked again and I was like, "Oh my god, guys. So we have this cute little badge that I tweeted um cuz our like platform system gives us a badge and I thought that
0: was really cute." And yeah, thank you. I like, mean, I honestly, like it. we did we started this podcast for the three of us because we just wanted to talk about Korean content all the time. And we were already doing it. So we're like, we should do a podcast. And then came all of you who have made Mm -hmm. it even more wonderful than we could have imagined. You know, like, like Megan was saying, this wasn't a goal. And it turned into something pretty fucking amazing. So thank you all. Yeah. And Amy, why don't you talk about what you're wearing around your neck right now? (laughs) Because you did see me for a hot minute. So yeah, yeah, speaking of like what sort of community this podcast has brought to us, um, one of our amazing listeners and Patreon supporters, Heather, Heather made me a scarf and not just any scarf, but it's a red scarf and not just any red scarf. You guys, this is a legit June goblin scarf. Like she freeze framed the video of an episode of goblin to get an up close and personal look at June scarf. And then she knitted it for me. And I cannot even believe it. It looks straight out of the drama. I'm wearing it not only to show it off to you guys, but also because it's like 20 degrees in my bedroom because my bedroom does not get any heat. So I'm literally like freezing and this scarf is saving my life. So thank you, Heather. It's beautiful. I love it. It's stylish and functional. <laughs> Seriously. It is. It's so comfy too. I mean, she's like, it's wool. It's like this really soft wool. She was giving me like washing instructions. I'm like, this is like. So next time she just needs to send you gong Exactly. Gong. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, Heather, next. you just open
1: it up. He's like a little like prisoner of war. <laughs>
0: Whatever. It'll be Rolled worth up. it when he gets here.
2: <laughs> uh yeah i it's it's uh, it's like i said even down to the color i was like oh my god you look like you're on the set of goblin like it looks like you took the the, the drama prop
0: <laughs> off of i stole of it Kim from Go neck." yes i totally did but i mean seriously like you all of you listeners have just made this such an unbelievable sort of quest that we've been on that we didn't even know we were you know going on and I, I love it so much. I love the community that you all have helped us build. And, you know, let's keep it going. 200,000 yeah. coming your and way. Think, yeah. we yeah, got 200,000 come in. And I
1: think that tonight, like, you know, because in some ways I feel like tonight I have, like, I picked this as a topic. And I think it's actually a very good topic for tonight and for hitting a hundred thousand yeah because i think that there's a lot of like correlations to talk about and things to get into so do you mind if i like drag our celebrating into the conversation that's gonna be our topic absolutely not go ahead okay how are we gonna segue this let's see well when megan had her fever today i'm thinking she was probably slumped over (laughs) like a sad little like pack of indoor (laughs) pants a little pile of laundry in the corner
2: (laughs) i was i was pathetic
1: And, you know, so here's the thing is we have a lot of, like, we don't have a lot of listeners. We have a lot of listeners. No, we have, but, you know, we've, like, been in community together. I feel like it's very much, like, an energetic give and take that, like, you know, we all are kind of in this together. And it brings us a lot of joy. But there's, like, something that I think is a phenomenon that we all hit, and I don't think it gets talked about a lot. And sometimes I wonder if it's because it's, like, hard to admit or embarrassing or we don't want to, like, look like we're, you know letting the team down or anything. But the fact of the matter is that slumps happen. So in sports and work, and even, unfortunately, sometimes in K-drama life. And we have had times where the three of us have all experienced moments where a drama we're watching is fizzling out, and it just feels like nothing is hooking us. And it's a sad feeling. Like, we don't like it. We don't think you like it. You know, if you're listening, you know that feeling, and you're like, ugh. So the thing is, though, is that we want to talk about this with, like, some positivity here tonight. And so what we're going to do is we're going to chat about our own slumps and offer ways to <laughs> – I feel like I'm, like, a 70s sex counselor. <laughs> offer ways to revive your K i a watching life. So let's get out of that sad missionary, just pumping in every night. <laughs> Up and down, not getting you where you need to go. And let's really get to where we're back to, like, that fun, zesty. (laughs) Zesty.
0: (laughs) Zesty. I do not want my sex life to taste like ranch dressing.
1: (laughs) Zesty? No. Like, oh, God, gross. I know. What's in your hidden valley? Um (laughs) You know, we want it to be at fun places where, you know, you're going to ignore the laundry, you're going to not be cooking, you're not going to be sleeping. Because, you know, do we want to be healthy with our K-dramas? Not really. Not us. (laughs) We are all
2: in. (laughs) Uh, So first of all, what can cause a K-drama slump? Uh, We're sure there are many reasons, but here are a few of the main culprits that we could come up with. So first of all, our personal lives. Like, ugh, right? But maybe we have a major deadline at work that we have to devote our time to or a busy sports season for our kids. That's me. It's 100% you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, or like a family event or even, you know, heaven forbid, a tragedy. Um, So K-drama just takes a backseat. And before you know it, you're kind of like out of the routine. Second would be a hangover, a K-drama hangover. So you just finished a banger of a K-drama that skyrocketed into your top three of all time. And you're just not ready to leave those characters. And anything you try to watch pales in comparison. So you just can't really get into anything. And then number three, really just nothing is catching your eye. You just can't find something that's uh, that that captures your attention. So first of all, why don't we all talk about a time we experienced a K-drama slump? And do you know the reason for it?
0: I feel like the last time and, and this it hasn't happened to me often at all. This is not something that happens like all the time. But I feel like the last real time it happened was like a year ago. I think like around this time last year. And I think I was just burnt out on life and work. I was still working in education. And this time of year when you work in education is rough. Especially with it having been the first year back in school full time since COVID started. It was just a lot of rough stuff going on at once and needing that, you know, that winter break and not being there yet. And I think nothing was hitting me Right at the time, you know, like like you were just saying, like something. Sometimes things just land, and they stick that landing in the first episode, and you're all in. And I needed something big with big feels to get me where I wanted to be, and I wanted to feel like I felt when I first discovered K drama. And like I think Leah mentioned in the beginning, I. It was a hard thing to admit because I felt kind of guilty because there's so much content out there. And I know that there's stuff out there that I will love that I just haven't found yet. But at that point in time, I wasn't finding it. And I felt really crappy for not being able to. I think that
1: for me, I went through like a long slump free period, which was really exciting because... um With reading, with a lot of things, I feel like I go in, like, all in hard, then kind of, like, bounce out, then, like, all in hard and bounce out. So I was in hard for a really long time. And then I would say that, like, maybe the beginning of summer, I started to kind of, like, bounce out. I just started to feel like I wasn't – I was wanting to just feel surprised or feel – I think – Look, like, and I think it was like the preponderance of like courtroom dramas. Like, there was just <laughs> stuff where I'm like, I'm getting this too much. I'm like, not loving it. So I started to get a bit stale. Then I, um, I rewatched Moon Lovers, and that got me like a definite like heroin injection back into like, you know, I was like, this is the high I'm chasing is like this, like, kind of like cracky. And that, that's a drama that like just will get me every time. Um, and then I fell out again, kind of. And I think part of it too is that. I'm also very into BTS. And so I'll find myself just like (sighs) being like, K-Drama, I just don't have time for you right now because I need to watch my 5,000th YouTube video on Mean You Tonight. And that's what we're doing. (laughs) And then I'll be like, okay, okay, this is starting to feel unhealthy. I need to pivot back into my other, like slightly more healthy obsession, which is K-Drama. But, you know, that's been kind of a thing. And then I will say the last time I was in, it was kind of like, again, like, I kind of, like, was, like, in a slump, bounced out with moon lovers, kind of got into one a little bit again, and the thing that took me out of it was all of us are dead. Mm-hmm. And that was nice, because all of us were dead. I was just, like, oh, my God. I am really, really enjoying it, and I was, and I mean, like, I always know I'm going to come back and find stuff. It's just, like, when you're kind of fishing, and you're, like, blah, blah. like, not you, not you. I've heard you're good, but not you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of similar to you. I think um, I get, like, very, like, obsessed with things. So, like, if I'm reading, then I'm, like, reading nonstop. And, like, I have to finish, like, Mm -hmm. an entire, like, 13-book series, and I, like, can't do anything else. So sometimes I'll fall into slumps because of that. Um, I I think I'm, like, Mm -hmm. Amy, though. This time of year is bad for me. Like, I'm in, like, I'm definitely in a slump right now. And I think it's just because I've, I've, like, I just feel like there's a lot going on. Like around me, I have like family asking for Christmas present ideas for my kids. <laughs> and it's just like, a, I don't know, it's just a lot. And what's funny is I think this happened to me last year. And what took me out of my slump was all of us are dead. When I, <laughs> when I watched <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so you
1: watched it right when it came out. I watched out.
2: it in January uh, yeah, of, of this mm-hmm. year. But I just mean, you know. So yeah, I think I think my slumps are mostly due to when I feel like my personal life is is crazy. And you'd think that's when I would, like, want to, like, I don't know, I guess retreat into a K-drama. But I think I either, like, lately I've been, like, reading or, like you, I'm watching, like, AT's content on
0: YouTube. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's also, you know, like, talking about this time of year, I think it's also, at least from my perspective, because this time of year can be so distracting, you know for many ways like whether whether it's a good distraction or a bad distraction but you're right there's so much going on i think that also like ups my expectations because it's like okay you really have to hook me now because i really need mm-hmm. something to pull me back and that's why you know when i got the way that i was last year around this time i'm like nothing is working like nothing is working and so i just went and rewatched goblin you know like leah you know, like you rewatch moon lovers and that did it for me because I was reminded of like what I fell in love with, with, you know, getting into K dramas. And I'm rewatching it now again, like very slowly and not because I'm in a slump, but just because it makes me happy to watch the things that I love. Um, You know, we talked about this in our uh, Ted Lasso Effect podcast, and that it's just there's a comfort in going back to the things that you love. But I also remember something that you said to me, Leah, when I was messaging you about Goblin. You're like, is it like feeling good to watch it again, or is it making you feel like, you know, they don't make them like they used to? And I think it's a little bit of both. And it's hard not to compare when something continues to be your favorite, and it's still my favorite drama. And so, I, I'm not looking for something to knock it off the top of my list because I'm fine with nothing being better than it for, for me. But I do want something to come awfully close. So I'm still waiting for that.
2: I think sometimes too, I get wrapped up in like reviews of dramas or like what other people are saying yeah. about dramas, and. That, I would say, like, that affects my slump, too, because then I'm like, oh, but this person said this about this drama. And, and, and so then I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this. I heard this. And sometimes the best ways that I've worked myself out of a slump, which I think I'll talk about this later, too, but I randomly pick a drama that, like, I haven't heard about. Like, I haven't heard anything about it. And sometimes or actually often, like several times those dramas have ended up being one of my favorites, and actually some of them have been ended up being pod favorites because then I bug you guys. I'm like, you gotta watch this weird drama that no one talks about. You're really good and, at you're mm-hmm. good at that.
0: At finding like the yeah, like, I'm gems. not a robot. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like I found I'm not a robot, haven't heard a single thing about it. It just sounded really crazy, like the plot. It sounded so freaking weird, and I was like, sure, let's give it a shot. And it ended up being phenomenal. And so sometimes I would say, like, that's how I get myself out of a slump, is I just, like, dive into a drama that almost, like, doesn't have hype or something. Just, like, you know what I mean? That I can just lose myself in and I'm not thinking about, like, what other people are saying about it.
1: So I think that, like, we compare this a lot, too, to, like, where before we were avid K-Drama watchers, we were avid readers. And we read widely, like, romance, a lot of romance reading, but, you know, read widely. And so... In talking about the K-drama slump, I was like, yeah, it really does feel like what happens when you go through reading slumps too. And so, you know, those of you listening at home have probably, you know, if you haven't yet, this is maybe helpful. So when it does happen to you, you're not like, I've lost my mojo and I need to like, you know, go find like K-drama Viagra or something, (laughs) like it'll come back. It's just about like, you know, spicing it up a little. And so, um, Yeah, so in July, the Washington Post published this article that was called 14 Ways to Get Out of a Reading Slump. And when we were talking about this idea for the podcast, we thought that a lot of the techniques here really also just completely apply to K-dramas, or probably like any kind of hobby, honestly, like, or not any kind, but, you know, lots of different things that you might get into a slump with. So we're going to go through a few. And then talk about maybe some recommendations on how you can fit them into your K-drama watching life or kind of what resonates or maybe doesn't with us. So are you ready?
0: Yeah. Amy, why don't you do the first one? <laughs> Cause you know, I already have the answer. So one <laughs> of the, rec- the, one of the recommendations is to reread an old favorite, also known as rewatch an old favorite. Have we done this? And what did we watch? And I'm not going to be a broken record and talk about Goblin again. You, why don't you two tell me?
1: But here, actually, here's a question I have. is For a book, if you're in a reading slump, then, what are you going to read? What's something you've read to get out of a reading slump?
0: Oh, like to reread an old book? Yeah, Yeah. because we know Goblin,
1: blah, blah, blah. So give us something. Like, let's let's freshen up your question. Sure.
0: You know what? It's funny because my daughter does this. Like, my daughter is a really big reader, and she's gotten into some of my favorite, um, like, YA books, which is making me really happy. And she's actually just finishing rereading a series that I want to reread when she's done, but I can't because she's doing it on Audible and we can't, we share an account. Don't tell anybody. Um, But Mm. uh, it's the Infernal Devices by Cassandra Clare. Oh, yeah. And it is, Mm. it's, uh, it's fantasy. It is a little bit of steampunk. It is a fabulous love triangle um, that gets resolved in, one of the best ways i've ever seen and you can only do love triangle resolutions like this in fantasy um and so that is on my list to read when she's done with it because we both were like you know what we just love this so much i mean she loves it to the extent where she has the books on her shelf she has my copies of the books but she wanted the new paperback covers even though she's doing it on audio and so she asked for that for her birthday Mm -hmm. and got it as one of her gifts
2: Aww. Yeah. So that's a fun
0: thing, too, that's is to sweet. like, you know, when you get into the the rereading with somebody else who loves the same thing. Like, Leah, you you know, if you, you're going to talk about what you were rereading and how you got me to read it.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. So a series I've reread, I think this was my third one. And I, it seems to be like a winter one. And that's very uh, on yeah. the nose because it's the Winter Night Trilogy by Catherine Arden. And I really love it. I talked about it on the pod a little bit, but it's. A trilogy uh, that's set in kind of medieval Russia with, like, fantasy elements. And there's, you know, house spirits and death gods and a frost demon that has an exasperated love for a young plucky witch. And, yeah, I just think when it's this time of year and it's getting dark, if you're in Australia, the opposite is happening. So I apologize that we're being, you know... Northern hemispherist. <laughs> but, you know, this is like the time when it's getting dark. Um, In many places it's snowy and cold. And so, yeah, just thinking of these like deep, dark, like pine woods in like, you know, Russia. And the narration, because I do audio for this series, is really great. It's just, it's a really fun, it feels like a very big, fun, comfort read. So I just finished it and got, I've been telling Amy to read it for a long time and she just read it and she enjoyed it.
0: And it, it is the perfect book or series for this time of year. It was just starting to get cold when I started reading it, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I like rewatching or
2: rereading um, favorites because I'll skip the painful parts, and maybe like that's other people are like, "Gasp! How could you?" But like, I skip the parts I don't like, or because I know what happens. I just want to read like the like the good like the action parts of, of a book or of a drama. Or like I rewatched I am not a robot, and I skipped a lot of the like you know really like emotionally traumatic <laughs> um scenes and just got to like the good like i don't know the the good romantic parts of it you know what i mean and i love it and it always makes me kind of get back into the routine too cuz it's so easy to to rewatch an old favorite cuz i think it's part of the problem too sometimes i fall out of a routine of like watching a k-drama so if i can mm-hmm. easily slip back into it by rewatching an old favorite then i'll keep going
0: and picking your favorite scenes mm-hmm. too is a great idea like to just watch the stuff oh that you know you love and it's going to remind you how much you love it i've done that with books you even too. Watch the clips on youtube yeah oh yeah. yeah i've totally done that i've done it with books too where i've just like reread chapters that i love so much court of mist and fury i'm looking at you mm-hmm. me too <laughs>
1: um okay so this next tip is i think this is one that i tend to do more than a rewatch and that is the genre switcheroo so if you're tired of rom-coms put on flower of evil tired of high stakes and, you know, blood, then watch a business proposal. So just radically shifting gears. I do this both for reading and for drama watching. And I feel like for me, that is, um, that's probably like my most successful thing to do. So if I look at my reading list this year, it is just like all over the place from like Truman Capote's In Cold Blood to, um, the Love Hypothesis, which was like a cute rom-com to, you know, like the medieval fantasy to Ghost Empire, which was a nonfiction on the Byzantine Empire, to like a book called Zealot on Jesus, to a book called Stiff on Corpses. Like I just kind of bounced around. i read Stiff. Um, So
0: <laughs> did you I like did, it? I loved it.
1: Yeah, I'm always fascinated with like death stuff. Another one that I really enjoy if you're into like the macabre is uh, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. I don't Have you know ever, that one. Did you ever read that? I was flogging that for a while. It's a very good audio. Okay, cool. It's about a woman who, um, she's founded a thing now called The Good Death. And she's kind of like proponents of like death doulas, how there's like birth doulas being like a death doula. But she got a job and her start working um, in undertake like crematoriums and like the undertaking business. And so she was like, really got like into that field and it was a, so Smoke Gets in Your Eyes is like her experience working in a crematorium. Oh, wow. And it was fascinating. <laughs> and it's a good, like, sense of humor. It's poignant. It doesn't feel like it's, like, exploitative of the people she talks about. She just has a lot of respect for death. And it's kind of like most of the people I deal with aren't aware of the world of death, even though it's happening all the time, because we are so siloed from death in our society. And so you kind of, like, step into the space and you're just like what is this like deathland <laughs> And, like you know i don't know so she was all about like demystifying it and i appreciated that that was not where i was expecting to take this conversation so i'll bring it back that's all
0: right that's all right cuz i <laughs> i think cha- i think changing genres is a really great idea and i i actually find it easier to do with books than i do with dramas with dramas i feel like i need somebody to push me like out of my comfort zone a little bit um with books like i just i just downloaded um this book called Upgrade by Blake Crouch and he writes some pretty like awesome sci-fi that's you know like nothing like I there's no th- there's usually not romance like in other stuff that I've read by him it's usually not like you know your typical like happy ending type of romance if there is any sort of relationship um and I I do like I like psychological thrillers I like murder mysteries like I you know I I've been finding myself going more and more out of my comfort zone with books with switching genres or at least, you know, climbing out of my comfort zone a little bit with dramas, I think it helps when somebody I trust gives me a recommendation. And sometimes that's you but sometimes we're all looking for something. And so that's another thing that I have found really great about our K drama community is that we have a lot of people who listen to our pod who are, you know, supportive supporters of our patreon who give us some really great recommendations and i went and took a look back at like what we were sort of doing on the podcast around this time last year and one of the dramas was go back couple which was recommended to us by our fabulous listener grace and i would not have i would not have found that drama if it wasn't for her right like it's one of those yeah and we loved it and it was very different right it was it was you know it was time travel it was about you know started with a marriage breaking up and then they you know, both somehow go back in time to when they're in college and try not to meet each other because they know they've both gone back in time. And it was just really different and really fun and very emotional. And I loved it. But yeah, so sometimes to shake things up, if somebody just points me in the right direction, it usually helps.
1: And this is unpopular for a K-drama or a K-romance, you know, focus. But for me, just some like really good horror um, usually does, like Strangers from Hell, that gave me so much mojo. I don't know if it did for you too, Megan, but I felt like I got so much mojo out of Strangers from Hell.
2: Oh, yeah. Because it was freaking brilliant and
1: creepy yeah. and weird. Frickin and so just some stuff like that, like all of us are dead, Strangers from Hell. I don't want to do that all the time, but I think it's like, for me, it's it's almost like if we're going to go back to like the 70s sex therapy, it's like, you know, the first time that, like, they go down, you're like, oh, this is exciting and new. <laughs> oh my God. And by, like, you know, a while, you're like, okay, I have kind of, like, I get it. Like, we know what we're going to do. It's going to be this and this. And so, like, when you're watching, like, some of the formulas, and I love formulas, um, but sometimes I'm like, look, it's just not getting me where I need to go. And so what I need to do is have someone just, like, lead Dong-Wook come in and be like, hey, I'm, like, a homoerotic dentist that wants to, like, eat you and your teeth. And I'm like, whoa, well, that's a horse of another color. And like, you know, my endorphins (laughs) reset and I get like more mileage. And I think that's kind of what happens is like when you flip around in the bedroom or you flip around in your brain with like shows, you're experiencing new things and you're just kind of getting hit in a different part. Like your brain's not just getting like hyper uh, desensitized to one thing.
0: Right. And then then what you thought you always loved doesn't feel so wrote anymore you know like you're just doing the same thing because then you can go back because even like even with like go back couple like it was a love story but it was not a typical romance and that was you know a good gear shift for even like anybody who was getting tired of just your standard romance formula Mm
2: -hmm. yeah well that's the thing like sometimes i watch like a lot of romances in a row and i just sort of like need a break because i sort of find that i almost feel like that like serotonin high i get Mm -hmm. at the end um of the happily ever after is like diminishing and then yeah. and it's kind of like then i know i was like okay i need to watch something that's like not a romance like this is you know what i mean i need to like i need something different and that's usually when i'll you know again watch something like all of us are dead or even little women god that was good yeah <laughs> and i love having good. like
1: or like you want romance to be like a, i really often prefer romance if i can i mean i'll be fine if there's not but i like it to have But if it's, like, the B part to a story, all the – that's fine. That's totally fine. Because then I feel like, um, yeah, it gives me a little bit of a break. I can still have, like, you know, some, like, romance, like, fun. But there's a whole other, like, thing going on, too, that's kind of just, like, yeah, resetting. Like, yeah, letting my serotonin fill back up for romance.
2: Okay, so for the next one, this is kind of related to Switch Genres. So this is Change Mm -hmm. Formats. So the article suggests obviously going from maybe paper books to audiobooks, but I definitely think this works for K-drama watching too. Um why not try like if if K-dramas are kind of like fizzling out for you, why not try a K-movie? I mean there are like dozens of amazing ones or even a reality show like Singles Inferno 2 is coming. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing too, like sometimes I'll take a break and I'll go watch like a Thai BL. Um, or even like a J-drama or a C-drama, because they are different. They're very, very different, but it kind of can like get you out of a rut, I think.
1: Yes, let me jump in and speak to that because that is a huge thing for me, especially Thai BLs. So, you know, Thai BLs, it's basically stands for boy love, but they're um, male-male dramas that Thailand has been just... What since like 2018 ish really like getting into and kind of just like perfecting the genre, and oh, yeah. they're really they're very different. We ha- we're having a snack that may already be at- the snack will probably be out by the time this comes out. Where um one of our um listeners and one of the hosts for Afternoon Army, the BTS podcast, and I um talked about uh, a BL we really liked, but I would say that like there are some very sweet ones for sure. But Mm -hmm. there is a lot of, for what I've been experiencing, there's a lot more heat. And this is not to say because I feel like sometimes I'll see in reviews or something like, you just want sex and all your Korean things. And I'm like, no, I very much do not. Like, Mr. Sunshine had nary a kiss and is in, like, you know, my very top, like, (laughs) top one to three dramas. So Mm -hmm. don't come at me that I need to have, like, sex to enjoy things. But sometimes it's nice, especially, like, when we're trying to change things up, to have... I'm all about emotional connections, and if you can bring sex into an emotional connection and have it be something interesting, I think the candid exploration of just kind of, like, bodies doing body things in TIBL right now, like, I feel like that's really having a moment where they're just kind of normalizing. It's not like they just, like, even get hot, and then it's like, woo and it fades to black. They're kind of like... And now we need, like, a towel to clean up our mess. And, you know, I don't know. It's, like, builds relationships and togetherness, and it's something that I don't see very often. So it's got me, like, curious and interested, which is good for, again, getting out of slums.
2: Yeah, well, like, listen to our podcast about Ken Porsche, if you haven't. (laughs) That was a very fun podcast. But um, even, like, with Ken Porsche, like, they did, like, silly things in bed with each oh other oh my god the hot boxing yeah the hot boxing or he <laughs> like never over it crawled toward him with a crawled toward a uh, porsche crawled toward kin with a with a bread in his mouth because you know they have a big bread sponsor in oh, Ken my god, oh my god. god they got done was, with bread but it was so cute because he like crawled and then they like both bit the bread it was like a lady and the tramp moment but it was very it was just yeah it's a little bit of a different thing that you get from K dramas, and it's not better or, or worse, it's just different. So sometimes it's nice to watch something like that. Like I said, maybe it can kind of like take you out uh, of a slump because it just gives you some alternative
0: to watch. So speaking of Singles Inferno 2, I I was not necessarily on board because I'm not a reality TV show person. And you both tried to sell me on the first Singles Inferno. And, you know, I was, I was not having it. However... <laughs> I noticed something about the upcoming new Singles Inferno um, that neither of you noticed. And that is that one of the hosts of Singles Inferno, she was the host of the first one, and she'll be one of the hosts of the second one as well, is Lee Dahi, who is the female lead in Love is for Suckers, a current... A currently running drama that will end this week, the week that we're recording it, because it's November 30th right now. Um, So Lee Dahi is one of the hosts of Singles Inferno, and she is the female lead of Love is for Suckers, which is a drama about a dating reality show. So that has kind of drawn me into that, into changing up my format a little bit. And I think it's going to... I liked Love is for Suckers when I started, I do think that there's some good stuff to talk about with it, but it's not my favorite drama to date by any means. But I think it will be a fun comparison to look at this person who's part of both of these projects. And I also think as far as like changing up, you know, the content that we consume, um, I think it helps that I have Leah feeding me BTS content that I love, um... In our Instagram chats, <laughs> uh, but that also, I mean, it's what it's what got me to watch In the Soup, Francation, and I loved it. And watching that is what got me to start watching, and I still have to get back to because it's just it's kind of fallen off my schedule right now. Is is Watang with you know all of our well most of our friends from Francation in that drama. So yeah, I think format can help a lot to change things up, but also help to find help you to find things that you like in dramas that you weren't necessarily looking for. Like, I don't usually go looking for historicals. And I went to Huadong because of who was in it, and I'm enjoying it. So you never know. Okay, so another one is
2: to set goals for yourself. So maybe watch like one episode a day
1: I don't like that one. I don't think. I mean, like, to me, it doesn't resonate. To me, it doesn't resonate. I think it could resonate. To, would it, does it resonate to you? I, I do it only when I have to, like when I'm trying to catch up. I'll be like, I guess I only do it for the pod. Yeah. I just feel like to me, what I get worried is that sense of obligation.
0: And that happens sometimes, yeah.
1: right? Like, I mean. Well, it that- happens with us with the pod because we have to sometimes watch something and right. then
0: one of us won't be feeling it. Um, which is okay. But then what happens is, is you get behind, right? If you're not feeling something, then you're not, you're not motivated to watch it. And then you get behind and you have to like make this schedule for yourself. Um, That's me
2: right now with Love is for Suckers, because I'm just not feeling it. And I know I'm going to have to like. And I totally get that. I I
1: absolutely do. I'm going to be a real whiner on that show, I think. But not Weiner. I'm happy to watch it. I want to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about it. That's, I, like I said, it is not by any means my favorite drama. Um, but I do think there's some stuff worth discussing. There's the dramas that you want to binge and you can't help but binge. And I think that that makes the dramas that don't feel binge worthy, it makes those harder to watch because you know that there are the binge worthy ones out there as well. So I think. Yeah, I, I mean, it sucks to have to make that schedule. I, I agree. I only do it when I have to, and it's for the pod.
2: Yeah, I mean, same. I mean, I love when I get a good one that bin- that, that I want to binge, but not all dramas are like that. And I also have to remember that, too. Like, right. not every drama is going to have that, like, feverish, like, oh, my God, I have to watch till the end. Like, I'm not a robot. Had me in a chokehold.
1: Yeah, and I think it affects if we enjoy it, too. Like, so I'm watching... Um, Curtain call right now with Kong Hanul. And I'm liking it. I am, I can't decide. I think I need to see where it's going more. Like right now, I like it enough, but some things are going to have to like start to happen. Like I feel like we're kind of at a point where some like pivots need to happen. But if I sat down and just watched it, boom, 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 I don't think I would enjoy it as much as I am right now watching it like once a week or like two episodes
2: a week. Yeah. I feel like that's the way I would have been with Cafe Minim Dong
0: yeah that's well and i talked about that it was because i watched that one live that it was more enjoyable for me because i wasn't binging it because it's not a drama to binge no yeah because this one's like family
1: dynamics and grannies and like i can't just sit and binge like granny's feelings about her past like just like
0: (laughs) fuck yeah like so well (laughs) <laughs> I do think
2: that... I feel like Tomorrow was like that, too. I didn't want to binge Tomorrow because it was like vignetted
0: right. episodes. You know, I, I think I just I made I could that up have enough, if I had to, though. Aggative. Like, I wouldn't have been mad yeah. if I had to for that one because I did yeah, love Tomorrow. True. But I do think that there is something to be said for having watched live dramas. And that has been what I've been doing recently. And it's been a different experience, but I think it's been a pleasant experience in that even if I wanted to binge I can't and so I don't feel that obligation there of like oh my god I have to finish it type of thing and so even if I'm not you know loving it loving it like love is for suckers that I'm enjoying watching the two a week that I've been watching enough that I want to talk about it and that and and compare it and compare it with you know with Singles Inferno. (laughs) I can't
2: wait. So another suggestion, which I do think this really applies to K-dramas, is start small, which I think is, this is great. I think if you're in a slump, pick a K-drama that's like a short one, like eight episodes yes. um, or 12, because it overall feels less daunting. Like I, there are some K-dramas that have like, you know, 20 episodes and you look at that and you're like, oh my God. 20 episodes <laughs> that are 20. like 90 minutes plus. Yeah, like that is really daunting. That is. And sometimes you're like, I don't know if I'm like ready to like engage emotionally. And commit. And like, like like Yeah, and commit to that. Like that's a lot. So there's tons of dramas that are short and are fantastic like I actually like some of the shorter dramas. You
0: still a lot. need to I watch, mean, all watch my solo yeah. love. Like Yeah, my holo love. Leah and uh, I did Little that. Lumen was short, way early on, and we loved it because it's not not only is it short, it was was it twelve? I think it was like ten or twelve. Mm-hmm. It was twelve, but they weren't mm-hmm. full hours either. Like they were mm-hmm. like just yeah. under an hour. Yeah.
2: So and like Little Women wasn't really long. All of us are dead isn't long. Like there's a lot of shorter um ones, and uh, if we're talking about my Beatles, name a lot of them are short. Oh yeah, my name was like eight episodes. Wasn't it? It was really short. So um, I do think that that's like, yeah, that's a great way to just, you know, again, because I get it. Sometimes I look at these long dramas and I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. Well, and
0: sometimes there are dramas that are really good, but really should not have been 16 episodes. And that's what right. made them harder to binge. Whereas when you when you compact a drama into 8 to 12 episodes, you know that the writing's probably going to be a lot tighter because it's shorter and they're telling the story you know in a shorter amount of time and i i find that i don't have as many quibbles about plot with the shorter dramas as i do sometimes with the longer ones
2: yeah like little women was like boom 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 like there was stuff happening there was no
0: downtime and it was the writing crazy was... yeah <laughs> in the best <laughs> the way possible was, like, like so it tough. was the makjong to end all makjong like so good it
2: was it was So the next one I mentioned, I like this one. It's Let Luck Guide You, which is like basically just start watching the first thing that catches your eye. And I would say like this is my jam. Like this is this is what I like to do. I like to scroll through like my drama list and just like let my eyes catch on posters or drama descriptions. Uh, That was how I found both Into the Ring and I'm Not a Robot, which are podcast favorites. So sometimes it's kind of just like not about overthinking. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of maybe pick something on a whim and just, like, dive into it. And I think sometimes you can be surprised. I've never done such a Yoda, and I'm so, yeah, I'm so
1: impressed with your Yoda ability to be, like, the vibe, this vibe, and I'm going to, I have not, I want to try it now. Like, I've never just, like, been, like, I'm just going to, like, roll the roulette wheel, look for something I don't really know anything about, and be like, you. I usually was hear way- something, and then that, like, I'll yeah. hear, somebody sold me on some element, and I'm like, yes, I'm in.
2: So, yeah. When- so into the ring when i started watching it i thought it was going to be a boxing drama <laughs> and i was like well when does the boxing start <laughs> and it is absolutely do not even read the description when you start i think i read the description but i was still like it's called into the ring so like someone boxes right like <laughs> cuz sometimes the my drama list descriptions are translated so they're not like super clear and so i don't know i just like but then i ended up Because by the way, if you haven't watched Into the Ring, uh, it's also called Memorials, but it's like about local politics and like there's no there's zero boxing, zero. Yeah, there's zero (laughs) boxing, and it sounds like ooh, like why do I want to watch like local election, small town government, small town government? (laughs) But it was so good, like it is or not small town government,
1: just small government. It's not small town. Yeah,
2: yeah, but we and then I was like, guys, you got to watch this. I know it sounds crazy trust me and you guys were both like holy crap this drama was <laughs> like if you because if you write good enough
0: characters and you have good yeah. actors to play them you can have a smaller quieter story and still have a big big impact with it
2: i would say that was into the ring for sure right yeah the, the characters mm-hmm. were just so compelling had great motivations and that was what made it was made it so good Ugh. Man, I mean, I want to rewatch it now. The golf ball scene. Oh, that's so good. <sighs> so we did cover this drama obviously in a pod. So you can go watch listen it, to go it back if and you listen haven't. to it. Yeah, because it's it's great.
1: All right. Well, what about joining a book club? That was a recommendation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what should people do to join? Uh, I don't know some sort of K drama club. Any suggestions? <laughs> I mean, we have a pretty little fun
2: Patreon. That would be a perfect K Drama club for you to join. Is this a shameless promo? Yes, it is. But it's because we think it's amazing and our Patreons are amazing. We have good discussions. Bonus and content. Have, yeah, bonus content. So we do a live K Drama support group. K Drama support group. Thank you. Why can't I talk? And it's so much fun to talk to everyone. And we just, like, dish on K-dramas and what we're watching and what we're into. And it's a blast. Every single month, I have such a good time. I think what it's nice, too, is that most folks are like how we
1: were, where we just didn't have a lot of people to talk to about these things. And so to come together and have you, like, basically can be tapped in with other people. Like, we've just done this completely self-servingly. So now we have people to talk to about dramas. But it's also really nice when you see other people kind of, like, find the group and be like, oh, my God, like... I have been, like, needing to, like, share some specific, you know, get something off my chest. And, like, once they do, and they're, like, understood, and they're seen, and nobody's like, wait, what? Like, I'm trying to think of, like, what would be, my brain's too dead to think of, like, a good, funny example right now. (laughs) But, you know, like, I just feel like people come in, and it's like, yeah, you've, like, found your little pod, and everyone
2: feels happy to be, like, completely understood. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, like, our Patreon is like a book club, but for K-drama watching. So yeah, join us. And it's
0: active every single day. So there you go. Yes. Always something to talk about.
2: And
1: you know, another thing, and this is something I do a lot with reading, and I do less with K-drama, but I do do it, is abandon books that don't spark joy. Don't be afraid to DNF or do not finish a K-drama that isn't working out for you. So... Books, oh my god, I will drop a book, I will drop a book with like a chapter to go. If I'm like, I feel like I've got it all, like, oh yeah. Like if I'm like, especially like a lot of romance, I'll do that. Because by that time, like, if you're milking out that happy ending, I'm like, we've already got the conduct, like the conflict resolved and now we're just doing like some bullshit. I'm like, I'm out. Like, I've gotten my, what I needed from you and good day.
2: Enough books all the time. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm a mood reader, so a lot of times it's not it. Like, there's a lot of times where like the book is fine. I'm just like, this is not what I want to read now. Like, I'm sure you're a great book, but like, you're just not. You're not. You're not for me. It's not you. It's me. And um. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like, so I did do this with Vincenzo, and do I plan to go back to it at some point? Yes. But at the time, it, like, wasn't working for me. And when I found myself, like, continually putting off watching it, I was like, I mean, if we're covering it for the pod, I will push through. But for Vincenzo, that was just, like, a a drama that I was watching on my own. And I was like, I'm not going to, like, keep pushing myself. But I will say... A lot of times, or I would say with Vincenzo too, I think I watched it at the wrong time for me. I think I wanted, I don't know what I watched right before it, but I know I was on like a really strong romance kick. And so I thought Vincenzo was going to be this like dark mafioso who like falls in love and it's just like that's not the type of drama it is and i so i was i think i was projecting you know what i mean it happens so i might Mm -hmm. yeah so i might try to go back to it but i really do think it was like at the time i wanted it to be
0: something it wasn't which isn't which is not fair to vincenzo so we'll see i did the exact same thing with hotel del luna and i think it was a mood thing too it was nothing to do with the drama itself i just i needed just a contemporary romance at the time and yeah. it wasn't like I know that there is eventually a romance in Hotel de Luna but it's a long time coming and that's usually the you know that's usually the deal with most K-dramas that it, is that it's a slow burn and I have no problem with a slow burning romance but I just it wasn't the right time for me and so I I went four episodes and it wasn't hitting me and so I went to what I thought would be a more contemporary romance after, which was Secret Garden. Um, Because I I needed some more Hyun Bin because I hadn't, you know, seen him since Captain Ree. And uh, (sighs) it was a a fun drama. It was fun to go back and watch, you know, an older classic drama. Um, And there was a romance. It wasn't the perfect romance that I was looking for, but it it was a quicker romance and then a body swap romance. And it was, you know, it kept my interest. But yeah, same thing. I do plan to go back to Hotel Del Luna. Um, it just hasn't hit me at the right time.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to... Sorry. sorry. I just thought of something when we were talking about short dramas. Yeah. The Kiss the kiss Goblin. Oh, yeah. Just FYI, if you need something short... Like, like super short. And very sweet. Oh, my God. So short, but very, very sweet. Try the Kiss Goblin. Okay. Now love that.
0: <laughs> I did. I love, yeah, I love, okay. uh, I love Kiss Goblin. So I, I agree.
1: And yeah, I think that I tend to, I tend to only put the ones I would DNF. I didn't because of the pod basically. So I would, I would DNF love is for suckers right now, but I'm not. <laughs> and, and I'm making that active choice. And I would have DNF'd Cafe Minimum Dung 100%. I would have have been out like 20 minutes into the first episode. No, actually, I like the first episode. I would have been out in the second. Too funny. But there have been times where I have held on, and this is what I wanted to say, uh, like my argument against – there's no argument against DNFing. You do what's going to make you happy. But I was dying, and Amy remembers, I was mentally dying watching (laughs) Run On. I couldn't do it. I was like, this is it. I can't. That was the first one. I was like, I've hit a wall. I can't do it. I don't like it. I don't want to watch it. And then I started eating edibles and watching it. (laughs) (laughs) And it like calmed my brain down. Like, I think I was just like too hyper. Like, I was just too much into like needing instant gratification draw. Like, I just wasn't like quiet in myself. Mm -hmm. So I kind of slowed down a little bit. And I mean, like, look, I'm not going to get into, I'm like, not like off my head. It was just like, you know, i like, I was a little more chill. (laughs) And I loved it. And I still love it. And it made me fall in love with MC Want. So I was like once, and so that's when I was like, Oh my gosh, it makes so much difference. Like where you're at. Yeah. And, and
0: I didn't have edibles. And
1: once I was just like a little bit more, <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't love it. So once I was a little bit more like <laughs> mellow, I was like, okay, I can sit here and watch these like crazy young kids vibing out on their feelings. And this is great. And I really enjoyed it. And that does not work for everything. So if you think that was just <laughs> edibles talking, that is not true. So I have tried that again and it's still <laughs> shitty if you don't like it. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's california and it's legal so don't care <laughs> here's a novel idea too if you're in a k-drama slump do something different maybe like don't be afraid to take a break and the expression that megan didn't invent but taught to me because i love it so much is go touch some grass yeah. or go touch grass. like ground yourself just get out there breathe some fresh air yeah go for a walk do something different watch star wars
0: I do. Well, I do think that because I have teen kids who like love movies and television that I get a good balance of Western and, and, you know, Eastern content, um, which I think helps me always want to come back to K-dramas. Like my daughter has no interest in dramas, which makes me so sad. My son, though, will watch the occasional movie or drama if there are zombies in it like train to Busan and all of us are dead. And I just asked him, I'm like, are you going to watch season two of all of us are dead with me? He's like, yeah, like not even a hesitation. But I love it. Yeah. But for the most part, like, I think my kids help me, like, have my content balance. Like, we watch Ted Lasso and Schitt's Creek and The Office and Stranger Things and Lock and Key and Severance. And, you know, basically, they help me want to watch dramas more because while I love everything that we watch together, like, nothing in Western television is quite like a K-drama. And this is not to say that we don't get outside and do shit. Like, I'm just saying that, you know... the content that I consume with them, I think, helps balance me out and it makes me want to watch K dramas more. Yeah, no, I think that makes perfect sense.
2: So I think also just have faith. Like,
1: it's your love's gonna return. You just need to find the special one that makes you feel like a you again. <laughs> yeah,
2: like, I think, like, when I first started watching K dramas, I was like, oh my God, is this. I'm classic for, like, becoming fully invested in something and then just, like, abandoning it. Like, the amount of, like, yes. the, amount, the amount of, like, times I've, like, dove into, like, a craft. Like, supernatural? And bought everything I could. <laughs> yeah. And, like, bought everything I could oh and God. then just, like, abandon it. Like, that's that's just classic me. How's macrame going? I was like, going? oh, my God, is this going to happen with K-dramas? <laughs> but it's, like, I know I'm going to always come back. Like, I just, I know it.
1: Yes, and we've now built a pod to force us into yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's that's
2: another thing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's, um,
1: no, it's true. I think that, yeah, I tend to like cycle through things, but the, it is nice that there are quite a few, um, yeah, different types of things to watch within Korean entertainment. And, yeah, sometimes you just bounce out and you're like, do like Megan and be like, I'm not fucking feeling it this week, okay? I'm going to sit here and
0: watch Yoongi eat a piece of chicken. I was just gonna say I do think not just that we have the pod, but that we have found this community in the podcast and in watching K dramas. I think that helps yes. keep us sort of grounded in in wanting to continue with the content because we have found this like whole world of like people and friendships and you know, that we wouldn't have we wouldn't have otherwise. And there there have been times where I have I have wondered, like, what if we what if we just stop liking this? But I'm not there yet, and I don't want to get to that point. Like, I think that there is enough content out there and enough fun in the community in this, you know, hugely welcoming, inclusive community of K-drama lovers that I I don't think that I'm going to lose my interest. There's new content all the time. Right. And it's only getting
2: better. Amazing premises. Don't we have one where someone turns into a chicken nugget coming up or something next year? I mean, it's like yeah, that is gonna crazy. be. I am taking a chicken nugget. <laughs> yeah, what? It's yes weird. The hair,
1: the heroin becomes a no piece of fried chicken. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, all,
2: that's all I know. And I was like, okay, you sold me. That's all you had to tell yeah, me. Yeah, it's nuts. And so I'm sorry if you're gonna keep coming out with content like that, like. That's always gonna hook me because again, I love I love like bananas. I love being surprised. Yeah, that's the thing is I
1: like and I like being surprised too. I don't know if I like bananas. As I no, I don't mind mm-hmm. like bananas either. I am open to for anything as long as it's not fucking slapstick. Yeah, I know you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cafe man. I'm talking. <laughs> but if we cannot do slapstick, if we cannot do long courtroom procedurals, I'm in. And if you're going to be a chicken nugget,
0: I have a lot of questions. (laughs) I have so many questions.
2: Some of the dramas, uh, premises for next year are wild. And I can't wait. Does somebody eat her? And I I just think about the writers. I
0: don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't don't know. And then, and then she just lives inside them. (laughs) Absorbed into their, No. I don't, I don't know. And I mean, it's a piece of fried chicken. So I'm also like, I mean, the, the, it has to make more sense. because I also like, a piece of fried chicken does not stay fresh and tasty.
0: No. So <laughs> for I'm like, not 16 like 16 a, episodes. I'm not keeping like a fried chicken leg on my shelf until my girlfriend turns back to normal. Like, it's like moldy by <laughs> episode 15. I'm going to cut my losses. <laughs> it's like rancid. And how
1: did she get into, because a chicken wing was once the body of a chicken. Yeah. So it's not like it's, like, you know, another entity. Like, you were transformed into a piece right, of right, dead you're flesh dead of another flesh. animal.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Surprise! <laughs> That's, like, the worst big episode
2: ever. Oh, <laughs> my God. And you know who's always going to bring me out of a slump? Let me tell you this. My favorite actors and actresses. Yes. That is another thing. You know, I suffered through the sound of magic for Ji Chang-wook. And you know what? I would do oh, it again.
1: God, that was horrific.
0: It was, but I would do it again for him. So, no, I would not. I couldn't stop watching that because I needed to know what the hell was happening. M- me too, even though like. No, I know my love
1: has limits because of the silent sea with Gong Yu and the pirates debacle with <laughs> Kong Han Yul. I know my heart. My, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a forgiving god.
2: Right, but <laughs> you know, you're like- usually going to give them a chance. You're usually gonna try them.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can. Yeah. They can win it again. But I will give him a but thumbs down. But Kang Ha or not? Kang committed so hard to
0: that part that he got a perm, a terrible I mean, perm. He, did, he acted his. He
1: did fantastic. He did fantastic. It just made the kid We had killer penguins, a whirlpool. I. I still. I hate. I don't. I don't know. I I, if you were
2: to it. say what happened in that <laughs>
0: movie, I don't. I don't know.
2: remember. I. I. I don't remember. Yeah. I remember he like got stuck on the back of a bull or something. I mean, I literally, and the killer penguins, that's all I remember. I
1: don't remember anything. I hate it. No. I just, my brain was like, this is ridiculous. And like, we're like, we like him, but like, just re- go rewatch watch stuff that you like him in then. Don't do this. Don't, no more. Yeah. Like, buddy, <laughs> let's be, let's be choosier. Ugh. Hated it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing is sometimes yeah taking a fave putting them into something sucky like silent c really threw me for a loop that's the other thing we didn't talk about is what happens when something you're so
2: hyped on and then you're like wtf was this that can send you into a slump yeah that is a very good point because the silent after i watched the silent c i was just like ugh. like now i'm just like i don't even want to watch anything yeah I
1: know. I've been like counting down. For, we even did like one, what we never do, which is like a first episode, like,
2: whoo! like we're going to even just do like the first episode because we're just so excited. I'm sad just thinking, thinking about that draw. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. His.
1: Yeah. My light, the light in my heart's going off <laughs> like the light in Gong Yu's spacesuit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's, let's, let's kill a character twice just so that we can oh, have that oh. metaphorical lights out. Now that we're here at the end of all
1: things, let's get to our favorite part of every episode. You were thinking we weren't going to do it, didn't you? And we (laughs) did. And so this is our K-pop wreck of the week. And as Megan, this week you're it for that. I also want you to just talk really quickly. And I think you might do a pod snack or something about this too. So don't like, you know, spill all your cards. Mm -hmm. But you got to go see your favorite K-pop group this week.
2: Yeah, so on Sunday, I took my daughter to Newark, New Jersey, and we watched AT's, And uh, we had seen them in January, and they already are doing another world tour, which I'm like, oh my God, let them sleep. But I still bought tickets. (laughs) And um, so the only thing I want to mention is that, um, so I've obviously seen videos of BTS concerts where they have the army bomb and the army bomb is connected, you know, wirelessly through Bluetooth, Bluetooth. And so the color can be controlled remotely. And I guess I wasn't like quite thinking how that would work. So there's like a new light stick that for a t s it's called the Lightini. Uh, their old one didn't have the Bluetooth capabilities. So they came out with a new version. And so you like you know, connect it through an app on your on your phone, and it you say, you know, section row seat like where you are. So I didn't realize I don't know what I was thinking. I just didn't realize that it could be controlled to like that degree. So it was just crazy to be able to to you feel like you're a part of the concert when your lightsick is like changing with the music. And at one point we did the wave and we were doing it do- like in between, like waiting for ATs to come out and do the encore. We were like all the fans just decided to do a wave ourselves. Like it was totally just like fan. Wait, they do encores? Yeah. Like they'll be like, this is our last stage. And we know that it isn't. And they go backstage and they change. Oh, that's so funny. BTS does they not do Oh, my God. Oh, wow. It's so it's. It's so dumb. We're like... No, when it's done, it's We're done. like, we know you're coming out. Like, we know you're coming back out. And then they come back out, and that's usually when they're wearing their tour merch, and they do, like, three or more songs. But anyway, so okay. we were doing the wave, and whoever was, like, in charge of the lights decided to, like, engage with us. And so it was, like, changing the lights as we were doing the wave. And it was just so cool, because it was like the light person was, like, having fun with us. I don't know. It was just really, really cool. So I really loved mm-hmm. that. And our seats were amazing, and so... Uh, Yeah, Yeah, your your seats seats were amazing. I saw those pictures. Our seats were incredible. Uh, I felt, you know, really lucky and made some amazing friends and my daughter had a good time. So what was it like to see the members that close? I mean, because you were not
1: you weren't floor, but you were like, just uh, like, I don't know how to explain it because it's an arena. You weren't floor but you, yeah, I guess it's, yeah, smaller yes. um, than like the stadium. And so you were just a little bit elevated. So I think you were actually better than four yeah. because you got to see, but you were so close to the stadium. Yeah. Stage. I
2: mean, so we play, they play it. The, this was at the New Jersey Devils Arena, which is an ice hockey team. And so essentially we were four rows back from the ice. Okay. So, so mm. the floor mm-hmm. was like, Right. We were, you know, four was four four rows away from the floor. And then the the stage had a catwalk this time, which they didn't in January because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So when they would come down the catwalk, I was like, oh, my God, like, I can see their facial expressions. I can see like the sweat, like dripping down their faces. Like it was so that's crazy how close
1: overwhelming i don't even know what i would do if i yeah and like when they would come to like
2: that prolonged of a time when they would come to the side of the catwalk like they would obviously like engage with the people on the floor but they would look up and like several members were looking like right at like my row like it was like you know what i mean it was crazy and all the people around us were like Mm -hmm. like same thing they were like i didn't realize these seats were that good Because, again, when you're when it's like an arena and not a stadium, it's just set up differently. It's always going to be a little bit more intimate. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Essentially, like four rows back from the ice is like, well, that's those are great seats, you know. And it was just a cool atmosphere, as always. Um, I just think 18 are really cool fandom. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, speaking of 80s. I am going to recommend their latest single. It's called Paradigm, and it's actually part of their Japanese album that's releasing, I think like today or tomorrow or something. But, oh my gosh, I mean, the video is so great. I mean, ATs can't go wrong. It's a great song, a great video, and yeah, catchy as always. So yeah, the song this week is Paradigm by ATs.
1: If you enjoy our podcast, you have our patrons to thank, at least in part. Afternoon to Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, and even a live K-drama support group on Zoom because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting AfternoonAdelight.com That's www.AfternoonAdelight.com And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoonadelight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our K-pop recs, blow up your skin with K-merch recs, find all of our social media and a link to our email so you can send us recommendations or feedback. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you pop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? It really helps with our discoverability.
0: Gamsamnida. And even though it'll be a couple weeks out when you all hear this, I'm going to do another shameless plug tonight for myself. This is Amy talking here. And I had a book release yesterday, my first book in my new series, the Murphys of Meadow Valley series. Um, And the book is called Holding Out for a Cowboy, and that just released yesterday on November 29th. And guess what? You could listen to the book for free on Audible with a free trial from us. All you have to do to listen to my new book is to go to www.audibletrial.com slash afternoona. And we will have the link in the show notes as well. But you know what? Even if you don't want to read my book, which is totally okay, I'm not going to be sad about it. You can read any book or a, a little sad. sad. I'll be a, a little sad, sad, but you could listen to any book you want on Audible for free with an Afternoon Delight trial. So check it out. That is www.audibletrial.com slash Afternoon and grab yourself a free audiobook. And I just want to tell you, you should read the blurb for Holding Out for a Cowboy, because
2: it's really good. It's a great premise. So definitely check it out. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I think that that's it. I I feel
1: motivated to, you know, not be slumpy tonight and to jump in and watch some K-Drama. Yeah,
2: me too. I I would say I think what I might do is alternate between Love is for Suckers and Bad and Crazy. I will say, I think I'm ready. I think I'm still... A little i will be honest i think i'm still a little hung up on little women and i want something mm-hmm. a little bananas again and i think bad mm-hmm. and crazy is gonna fit that bill
0: so maybe i'll be alternating yeah. <laughs> and i think that might help me out i think one of the but it's on netflix yeah, now i was to say i think one of the best things about little women being a mockdong is that i didn't know when i started it that it was going to be just bananas right. and you didn't realize it was bananas right away and then it just kept Mm -hmm. getting crazier and crazier and that made it so much more fun oh my god i loved it
2: (laughs) like the more i think about it the more i'm like that was so freaking good and it's just because again i never knew what was gonna what was gonna happen like truly no i predicted Mm -hmm. nothing (laughs)
0: yeah
1: no everything i predicted was wrong (laughs) every single
0: face-offs there should have no been. There no one took been. their face off. Yeah.
1: There should have been. Missed opportunity. Yeah. All right. Well, I am excited to do this all again next week. I am excited to see, you know, d- venture forward to 200,000 episodes downloaded. But you know mm-hmm. what? It's not about the numbers. It's, it's about the friends we make along the way. And
0: that is honestly true. But
1: still. And the ones who knit us scarves. But
0: still. 100,000. It is. Yes. Our, scarves yeah. and friends and 100,000. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Annyeong. 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 Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to Afternoonadelight.com. That's A F T E R N O O N A D E L I G H T.